recording. I'm both. All right, so am I. Here we go. Thanks for coming to hear the chord on the street. (laughs) I'm just so proud to be here. I'd like to thank all the people from my Spanish 104 college course who told me that I'd never make it. (laughs) Thank the Cord Academy. And of course, thanks to the witch from behind the Wendy's dumpster who cursed me to always speak as if I'm reciting an acceptance speech. I am your award host, Vince. And with me is a man who was struggling, but now he wakes up at 4.45 a.m does 145 minutes of cardio, takes a cold shower, drives his supercar, and he knows that his net work is his net worth. He is your Sigma male grind host, Josh. (laughs) Oh man, these just keep getting better and better. I mean, these ones just wrote themselves. (laughs) How you doing? Uh, I'm good. You know, just another- You on that grind? Oh yeah, you know. So I live grind on the grind grind grind. Yep, grind 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 on the way to that shine. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm fine, man. Uh, yesterday's worries are today's um streets. <laughs> oh. Is that how the saying goes? Yeah, I think so. I think you got it correct. Cool. Thought so. Um, do you have a fun fact? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, fun fact. I I don't have a fun. fact. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, what's new with you this week? Uh, I feel like we actually haven't talked like this whole week. We we both been a little crazy. Uh, Minecraft. Oh yeah, Minecraft. I started the Minecraft sure. server again because I gifted my twelve year old nephew a computer, his first uh-huh. computer at that, and uh, he loves Minecraft. So I decided, you know what? I haven't played in a while. Why don't I make a server yeah. so we can play together? And uh, yep, he has been on once. And I have been on every night since. (laughs) Yeah. So are you the one that put all those fucking villagers in the house? Oh, yeah. 100%. Wait, have you logged in? If you're. uh, Yeah. Did you not see my cat in the house? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't know who did it. Yeah. That was me. I even wrote you a note on the sign that you left for me. I said, thanks. Oh, no. Those stupid villagers just stand around. You can turn them off. You You can turn off. Like friendly yeah. sounds in the yeah, but do you know why yeah. they're? Do you see why they're there? I no, I don't. I've I I've not understood the point of villagers yet. So downstairs in the basement, there is a carrot farm. Yeah, okay? uh huh. You can use one of the skills in the mod pack is called twerk, and it allows you if you you stand on a block of crops and you hold shift, and it makes it instantly grow. So you can. Stand on the in the center of a three by three block of carrots, and hit shift and grow them all the way out, and then right click, and harvest Jesus. all of them. And so basically, you can just hold shift, look down, and right click over and over again until you fill your inventory with carrots. And then you run upstairs to the farmers, and you can trade the carrots for emeralds. And then you can trade all the emeralds to the librarians that are up there for all the different books to enchant your items. Wow. Yes. I'm actually in the process, or I was earlier, of making two more levels. One for, I'm on, oh, going to put farmers on one whole level, librarians on another, and then continue to grow up because there's like butchers. There's like, I think, nine or nine or 12 different professions that you're going to get. Why does there need to be so many? Because they do different things. Like they provide different blocks. Gotcha. And it'll become really helpful because this mod pack that we're playing, uh, once we make the vault altar, 
or vaulter, if you will. Um, Aha. You place those vault rocks in there to make a crystal. And when you place a vault rock in there, it gives you four random items of random quantities that you need to put into the altar to turn that vault rock into a crystal. At the beginning, they're pretty easy. But as you progress, the recipes get harder and harder to the point where you'll need like 31,000 brick. So the whole point of the game is to, as we go progress, is to create automation as much as possible to be able to fuel these blocks to keep doing vaults. So basically wow. want to automate everything. Like we'll move into digital storage where everything is done through basically like a computer All right. system. And All right. Well, um, just let me know what I need to do. Um, I'm not about to learn all that. <laughs> so just... <laughs> uh, we need another uh, fortress. We need blaze rods to find the end. Okay. I have to go to the end before and defeat the dragon before we can do anything. Just, I don't know. Is there a way to leave me notes in game? Can you just leave me notes for like the simple tasks that I need to do when I log in in case you're not on? Uh, I mean, I could just leave right. a sign, I guess. I don't know if there's there's probably a way to write notes in there. I'm not sure. Or I could just we'll see. I could just write you a message. Well, and just... <laughs> we'll figure that out after we're done um, recording the podcast that we record together. Yeah. Wait, this podcast isn't <laughs> about Minecraft? I'm confused. This Oh, oh, well, it could be someday. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, it will slowly morph into a Minecraft podcast, but for now, uh we, we are a podcast that, you know, picks a word from the Quirtle words from last week. Um there's 28 of them. We pick one of them. We talk about whatever the hell we can based on them. You know the deal, Josh, right? Oh, I forgot. If you don't, um I'll I'll demonstrate. Yeah, why don't you uh, go? Because I go first this week. Okay, I think I will. Um, the word that I picked this week is field. Um, this made me think of uh fielding questions like an interview. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna need you to go into the episode doc. Yeah, I I have. I have it open. uh, You have it open. I can see a bunch of numbers, and that's it. Yes, all the questions in here are uh white. So. I'm going to roll a number um, oh. and then we are going to, uh, you know, jump back and forth, asking each other uh, the questions that we reveal. OK. By turning the uh, questions, whatever, black, I guess. OK, sounds good. All right. I will go first. I'm going to ask you question number two hundred and thirty nine here. There's like four hundred ish questions 239 okay you're gonna you're gonna turn yes black uh, or you're gonna turn the color i'm assuming i am uh what makes you really angry josh Ooh. Mm. inconsiderate people inconsiderate yeah i can understand that how precisely do you define inconsiderate uh people that just don't operate under common courtesy like people that okay. don't, don't hold the door open if somebody is within reasonable uh, distance from you and you don't hold the door open that shit annoys me like yeah, it's I, just, I just, get that. Like, yeah, I mean, if they're just getting out of their car and you see them, yeah, that's one thing. But if they're within like five paces from you, hold the door open. You're, you're going to lose nope. three seconds. Nope. Open the door just barely enough for you to slither inside <laughs> and then let it close behind you. Yeah, I mean, that stuff. Uh, People that don't use turn signals. Yeah. It's, inc- yeah. it's inc- Why? I don't know if I heard this somewhere or if this is an original thought, but I've been thinking about this today specifically for some reason i don't know my mind gets stuck in these loops but um everybody's so obsessed with defensive driving right yeah but it's really that's really a misnomer 
like defensive driving is more about predictable driving than it is about like mm-hmm. driving slow, right? Yeah. And that's what turn signals are all about. Like, yeah, just let people know what you're about to do. Well, and it's just like the other day I was coming home from work and I'm behind this uh, lady and her right brake leg is out and she happens to be in the same cul-de-sac area as me. We stopped and told her. Yeah. I'm like your right brake leg. Yeah. Out. Like or she gets pulled over for a ticket or whatever. And she's yep. older. Like she, she didn't know that it was out. I don't know. It just is a real lack of. How are you supposed to know that your brake lights are out? You won't. I mean, I've had it happen to me. The only reason I knew it was out is because I got pulled over for it. Yep. So, yeah, just inconsiderate uh, people in general. I'm just. Yeah, absolutely. Either that or uh, I would I would say other things that make me angry. Or another thing is uh, people that just that work in the customer service field that are just miserable. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I give those I people give, a lot of slack. So but, I, yeah. I give you a lot of slack. You can be slow. You can be... Put a fucking smile on. Like, you don't got, it doesn't take much for you mm. to just smile and have a nice day. But when somebody just like throws my food out the window at me yeah. or doesn't say anything, like, why do you work yeah. there? Like, there's sure, a million sure. other places telling... you could apply to. Like, if that's the only place you got, I'm yeah. sorry, but like, come on. Like, that does so much for somebody. Just showing any kind of kindness yep. throughout somebody's day. I don't know, I've been thinking about that more and more. Like that, you know, they say For you sure. never know what people yeah, are going through. I, Just a small act of kindness of you saying telling somebody to have a have a good day or something really can make somebody's change somebody's whole day you have no idea what's going on and like people that are just i mean i guess they could say the same i don't know what they're going through but yeah the flip side is also true but it's like i don't know i've definitely faked yeah, it before no, I, I i totally get what you mean it's uh nope lost the thought that i was gonna <laughs> say sorry for cutting you off and then immediately forgetting what i was gonna say <laughs> yeah i don't know i think that just makes a a big difference it improves customer experience, yeah. but I also feel like if you can put a smile on, or at least for me, if if that person can put a smile on and they seem happy when they talk to me, that makes me want to like talk to them. So like I used to, I would go I was going to Dunkin' Donuts all sure. the time because this guy that was there was he was always there. I think he might have been the manager. He was just super nice. Hey, how's it going, man? Like tipped him a few times, even though like you don't really normally tip at Dunkin' Donuts, but like he just was genuinely he made my made my experience a lot better just by being a genuine person yeah absolutely goes a long way yeah those are those are Uh, some of the things that get me angry how about you what what are your things are are we only answering our own questions (laughs) um i was planning on only answering my own uh the ones that we asked but i can answer this pretty quick it is related to the turn signals thing it is people who just disregard rules of the road in the name of being nice uh you know what i mean like i you know i'm I'm a mailman i deliver mail and regularly i have to cross the street yeah and i absolutely hate it when people stop to let me pass to, to let me cross the street just go by if you stop i'm not gonna cross because i don't know who's coming the other way I don't know if anybody else yeah, you can't see around can predict what this person is doing if they're gonna go around them it's a safety hazard. So no, I'm not going to cross. Yeah. And people like, I don't know. They just, they're trying to be nice and I get it, but yeah, no, just do the rules and the rules are there. The rules of the road exist to prevent stupid shit from happening. And yeah. you're doing stupid shit. Well, it's just like when you so. get to, 
it, it happens near where I'm at all the time. You get to a, a four-way stop and like, I clearly know that the person across from me got, you know, came to a stop before I did. Yep. And they just sit there. People who, and I just, I'm just like, leave people along at a four-way stop. There's rules yeah. to tell us who is supposed to go. You don't have to wave. Yep. Well, ex- but, except for yeah. when the person that's supposed to go is not going. Yeah. Well, then you have to wave them on. Like, come on. Because that's the same thing. Like you said, I'm not going to start going. And then you decide, oh, I, it's just like becomes a standoff. Yep. I don't even wave people. I just start shrugging at them. I just wave them on. What What's happening? What What are we doing here? Why Why are we driving if you don't? Anyway, we'll move on. Um... <laughs> people suck at driving. All right. I am rolling for you. Okay. 64. Go to 64. Okay. Let's Make it black, and we'll uh, see what the question is. I only have edit. I only have view capability. Oh, okay. I'll make it black then. Boom. Have you already experienced writing a journal? Mm, no, no. Um, I I will say that we will we can get like five re. Well, no, we'll just re-roll this one. I'm not gonna set a number. Uh, one o three. Go here. One o three. Okay. Black. If someone would let you borrow their car, where would you go? The fuck? I have a car. <laughs> are you sure? I think I think it's worth noting at this point that these questions are from Parade Magazine. <laughs> you just pull them off of their thing, like, hmm. Yeah, man. Um, I do have a a similar list like this from Teen Vogue. If you want to switch over to those, no, those are these ones are fine. Okay. If someone would let you borrow their car, so what? I'm just okay. Here's a better way to phrase this: Instead of saying somebody will let you borrow a car, if somebody was providing you any means of transportation to go anywhere, where would you go and why? So whether it be plane ride or a boat somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Um. This is tough. I would go to some national park. Okay. Um. I don't know, man. It's it's hard. It's hard to answer, and this is a very broad answer to it. But like the national parks are fascinating to me, so I I would go to maybe Yosemite, but that's like not a car ride away from New York. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You're they would pay for a plane. Oh, okay. So any any form of transportation. Yeah, in yeah. that case, then I would go to like those Western U.S. Uh, national parks. Something. Um, Joshua Tree or Yosemite or like Redwoods. Yeah. Anytime somebody brings like up, the, go ahead. Anytime someone brings up your tree. Yeah. Anytime somebody brings up Joshua Tree, all I can think about is the episode of Entourage where they drive out there to make the decisions and they all take shrooms. Then Ari gets lost in the de- yeah <laughs> in the desert. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And that's a that's a legitimately scary episode. Like. Yeah. Getting lost in the desert's no joke. In Joshua Tree, like even though Palm Springs is right there, like it's a legitimate desert. You could legitimately get lost and die. Well, it's not only that; like they're also tripping. <laughs> like you could get lost normally. Yeah, <laughs> but you're on shrooms and everything's scary. Like I mean, obviously yep. not everybody has a bad trip, but like man, that just sounds terrifying. Absolutely. I mean, that's the sort of thing like they say that what is it set and setting are um, the like big things when it comes to tripping like 
you you have to put yourself in the right mindset and be in the right spot in order to not have a bad trip and just like going out into the desert and then losing yourself and tripping like that's neither the set nor the setting is good for that yeah definitely um okay i rolled uh 122 okay if you survived a plane crash what would you do next hmm i mean i guess that depends i guess for this i guess for this question to work you would have to survive and be rescued so you're not like deserted or anything you're back on well i mean i guess i guess maybe i'm thinking too far into it but like i probably would want to know the cause of the plane crash i was like is it airline fault because then i feel like i might be entitled to some money and that could change what Mm, i do so you're you're going the legal route well i'm just wondering like if there's clear fault uh, like obviously things happen like you can't predict like storms and that kind of stuff but like if there was things were like maintenance wasn't performed and something happened then that would change but if it was just like freak accident plane crash um i would just live my life but i probably at that point i can imagine i might not want to go on planes again (laughs) i mean depending on how traumatizing it is i suppose i mean you know yeah that really it really changes like is it we were in a plane crash and everybody survived and we landed in the ocean or am i a did we all hit the ground on impact and I got yeeted out, but I survived like that all plays, I think, a, mm. a factor into what my next moves would be. Yeah, it's hard to even imagine what a plane crash is like, right? Like, yeah, we see like there's the scene in Fight Club where the plane just like gets cut in half. Yeah, but you can't like uh, or lost understand what a plane crash is going to be like. Well, yeah, yeah, lost like lost starts after the crash. Yeah. yeah, but they, like the plane but they, has already they crashed. They're already on the lion, island. Yeah, but they show it like in one of the like flashbacks. I don't remember that, I guess. Yeah, they but do. I believe you. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So, I mean, that would um, that would really depend, I think, on what I would do. But um, yeah, I would say probably just be thankful and live my life. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else that, that hey. would really change. Because you will pay for chasa. <laughs> you will pay for uh, chasa. Okay. Yapa chasa. Two hundred and sixty-five is your next question. Oh wow. Oh, I guess I right. I have to go undo it. What was this something you really wanted to do as a kid but never had the opportunity to do? So much stuff. <laughs> um, that's not like an indictment on my parents or anything. Just we lived out in the middle of nowhere, and it was hard to ask them to go out of so far out of their way to do stuff. I really wanted to play soccer in like some sort of intramural league. Um, but I already bowled on Saturdays mm-hmm. and had like sports practices usually during the week, a couple times. Yeah. So I mean that was middle school. High school I, you know, bowled in the winter and did track in the spring. So, like, I had a lot of stuff going on. So it was hard to ask my parents to do any more stuff that yeah. they had to go out of their way to do. Um, but I guess, like, having stuff that I couldn't buy was a big thing. You know, like, you can't buy a Game Boy when you're a kid, right? But as an adult, I got a job at a video game store. And, like, I could get any game and console that I wanted. Um, so I guess that's... Uh, really wanted to do but never had the opportunity to wow this is a really limiting question (laughs) yeah i guess it's just like play more sports which is so odd to me Uh, 
be like, given who like, I am. Well, because like now you're not like a huge sports person. Like you don't follow sports. I mean, not to the extent of like, like I, do you have a favorite? I always. I mean, I guess the Chargers maybe, but like, do you have favorite sports teams or like, yeah, that kind of stuff. I never at least the sports that I it. find interesting. I don't. I don't like. I don't like all sports. Like, so there's some people who just like all sports and will follow everything and everyone. And I just can't do that. I like the Chargers as a franchise in the NFL. Kind of. Um, I don't. I I don't really have any link to them anymore. I liked them because of uh, Drew Brees and then Ladanian Tomlinson and Philip Rivers, but now they're all gone and it's a whole new team. And I don't think I have any real link to them anymore. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I'm a Bills fan now. I've really come to like the Bills lately just because I like seeing people around me enjoy things. Yeah. And everybody around me is a Bills fan. So I like seeing the people around me enjoy the Bills doing well. And I want them to do well so that I can see those people enjoy it. I think the Bills are um, a really cool so I, thing, too, because they're it's still like that, that small town feel. You know what I mean? Like, or obviously, kinda, you have, yeah. like, I mean, in comparison, I mean, we have this. They have the smallest stadium and smallest like town for any NFL team. Maybe not for long. No, I mean, it's going to be the stadium is going to be bigger. But it's still going to be in the smallest like area. I, you know, I don't even know about that. Buffalo is New York's team, right? Well, like no. that's what everybody says. I think if you go out to even Albany, even if you start going downstate from there, I still think people out there are Bills fans because they are the only team that plays in New York. I right? think that the, there you you hit you you hit Albany and there's a mixture of people that still there's some people that like the Bills, but I think you hit there and then you really start hitting the Giants and the Jets fans. I think that everybody yeah. in New York right now likes Buffalo because they're the only New York team doing well. So like mm, while they're yeah, while they're okay. not rooting for them if it was the Giants versus the Bills, if the Giants can't do good, then they pull then they might as well see the Bills do good. And it's like I guess Bills did so bad for so long that they're like the the underdog that everybody wants to see do well. Yeah. And sure, Josh Allen's sure. like just this big goofy dude. He's not like your traditional quarterback. Like he, yeah. he's like 245, but he but he's a running quarterback too. It's like but and everybody doubted him when he was coming in and now he's just like he's doing really well. He's goofy. I just I don't know. Mm. It just like filled the void. I, pro- I probably should have gone to see them. Uh they're in training camp right now. They train in in Rochester. Like yep. my mail route drives through the campus that they train at. Yeah, definitely would be something um, cool I, to do. They're, I mean, I, they're still practicing right now. Yeah. Uh, do you have to like pay to get into training camp? I don't know shit about shit. I don't know. Maybe I, mean, I can't imagine it'd be much if it is. But it, I see a cool lot of people see. bringing their kids. Yeah, I know. I saw it was so, really cool. They just had a clip um, of a kid that was at training camp that lost his father recently and mm. Stefan Diggs, who's like the, you know, the big, big name receiver for them. Um, he had actually just talked about it not too long ago, how he lost his father when he was 14 mm. and he heard about that kid being there and he went around the barriers and went and like picked the kid up over the fence and brought him in and like stood there and talked with the, I think the kid was like five, just stood there and talked with him mm. and like, that stuff means so much to the community and like that little kid will never forget that. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, like 
they're Buffalo, right? But they're more large. Uh, they're at least half of New York's team I- uh, because people in Utica are a lot of them are Buffalo Bills fans because. Oh. I mean, you just see a lot of us coming out of the woodworks because there was a lot of quiet Bills fans for 20 years because they didn't do anything. They weren't they weren't very quiet. They were the most vocal bad team fans. Oh, yeah. I mean, they stick together. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. They have something special, though, man. Bills Mafia is just crazy. Like, I don't know if you've seen or heard about the stuff like like the. The last playoff game of the season last year, like we we lost, obviously. Yep. Yep. They, the, 13 the, plane, seconds. the plane gets back at three in the morning. Yeah. And there's 2000 people at the airport just well, there to cheer them on. The, and that happens all the time. That's like crazy. Yeah. This this is the thing about all this like upstate New York cities. Uh, New York City, you kind of lose your identity. But all these upstate New York cities have a very distinctive identity. Buffalo in particular, because it's the second largest city in the state, but like Syracuse, they have a distinct identity. Rochester, we have a distinct identity. Like I I was at a game night with a few friends a couple weeks ago, right? And I was talking about how cool I think the Rochester city seal is. Uh, it's this stylized flower. Rochester's the flower city. And they were like, oh, yeah, it is cool. And they both pull up their sleeves and they both have a Rochester tattoo. Oh, well, that's surprising. So like the the small sample size that I have is very proud of their city. And Utica is exactly the same way. Yeah, it's smaller, but like it's the it's the small town feel of a city. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what all Buffalo fans are experiencing. Yep. Strong identity in Buffalo, strong identity in Rochester, in Syracuse, in Utica, even in Albany. And that is the demographic that Buffalo plays to. So Mm -hmm. everybody there feels very strongly about where they're from. And having a professional sports team just amplifies that to unbelievable levels. Yeah, I mean, the same could be said like with Utica and the Comets. I mean, you see how how much that lifted the economy and the... Morale yep. of the town of the city just by having a an AHL team. I in had there. I had this um conversation with Sky about um taxes and tax write offs for businesses. Right, mm-hmm. he brought up like how he thinks it's. Uh, I don't know exactly what his argument was. So Sky, I know you listen. Don't hold me to this. I'm gonna paraphrase. <laughs> um, his argument was that it's unfair for businesses to be able to write off like company retreats to sporting events why um well it seems selfish like on its face it seems selfish like you're just going to have some fun do some stuff but i had to like rein him in be like look sport sports teams are some of the biggest economic drivers in cities Mm -hmm. and i used utica as an example yeah there was that joke for years last person out of utica turned the lights off Yep. And Utica was a dying city. And then the sports team came in, this AHL team, not even a professional team, a farm team. And the owners started infusing money and everything around the odd in Utica is revamped. They're making downtown walkable. All this money gets infused. And I had to tell him, like, making a write-off is just you being allowed to choose where your tax money goes. And sports teams are a pretty good 
economic way to make your tax dollars go further. Yeah. Like, it's amazing what the area around the odd looks like in Utica. Or I guess the or Adirondack Bank Center, whatever it is. Yeah. The ABC. My, th- um, my thing would be, I mean, the alternative of that is them not doing it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like in a in a day and age where people value companies caring about their employees more than ever, I would say. Like that's a more driving factor for people staying with a company than it ever has been before. Yeah, sure. Sure. That's huge. That makes sense. Like, oh, yeah. Like we huge. just had our last week, we just had our uh, our company trip. Every every summer, our company rents pontoon boats and we go up in the Adirondacks on a lake and we all go out and on these boats and we park at a sandbar and we all have enjoy drinks and hang out and then yeah, we're out there for the whole day cool and then we take the boats back to a restaurant and we all eat and drink there and then we drive them back and then we go home for the day but it's like yeah it's like we call it our, our skip day you know because if you don't go you gotta work kind of deal but <laughs> But it's to get everybody to get out together and not just yeah. be working. But Absolutely. Yeah. And, and then, you know, it's a symbiotic relationship. You guys get to enjoy a day and the company gets to write that stuff off. Yeah. Because they're giving back. That's yep. ideally what taxes are about is giving back. And that's the ideal situation. Yeah. Choosing where it goes. Um so okay well let's roll another number what was even this question what was this question it was opportunities yeah okay (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) i think i'm asking right i completely lost track i should have been keeping a tally okay i already rolled 397 uh would you rather cook or eat at a restaurant hmm I think my answer changes depending on scenario if it is individually like just me or me and a friend go i would rather go out to eat but if it's like a group of friends i enjoy cooking for mm. groups okay um i can appreciate that yeah so like, like when me and you are hanging out when you come back like it's more convenient and a better use of time for us to just go grab something and talk while we eat and like but like i when i was living with dan we would have five or six people over and i would cook dinner for everyone and like that's super oh. enjoyable i enjoy cooking way more when it's for like a group of people i get more yeah. value out of seeing somebody else enjoy what i make than i do myself yep i i get that i i absolutely get that i um at our weekly game night like when nicole and i can make a meal for other people to enjoy it is extremely satisfying yeah uh so yeah that's good is there a restaurant that if someone says, if you have a meal all ready to go and someone brings up this restaurant, you will drop everything to go to it. Hmm. So like if I'm already prepared to cook, you mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it would probably just, there's probably two, three, one in the air, one out of the area. That's possibilities. If anybody wants to go there, I'm down to go. I will drop what I'm doing Where, to go. What's there. that? Where is that? In Syracuse, it is uh, probably the most busy restaurant I've ever seen. If you're not there before, they oh? open at four o'clock. And if you're not there at three waiting in line, you're not getting a table. Ah, damn. Um, they make all their pasta fresh every day. They make all their bread every day. They make all, make everything fresh. Okay. Um, it's just super good. They have, they make this appetizer, a duck pizza and it's like, Ooh. uh, I think it's just like cured duck, Gruyere cheese, 
balsamic glaze and like arugula and onion and it is so good i get it every time i go there uh, and then they just have all different kinds of good pasta dishes the desserts are amazing like just a just a really good spot um yeah i would i um yep, go ahead. i it, i have been trying to go to this place uh right near me it's like right down the road basically called costanza's it's a sausage place Okay. Uh, they make all these like crazy sausages. You can search it. Costanza sausage, Webster, New York. Um, the the two times that I've been there, they open at noon. I have got I got there at quarter afternoon once, and there was a ten person line out the door. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, damn. Well, okay, fine. It's Fourth of July. It's Fourth of July is coming up. Is people just stocking up? The last time I went there, I got there at eleven forty-five, and by the time they opened, there was a line out the door. Like people went in, there was a line out the door. They have so many sausages that I like tried to text people and get them to tell me what I wanted. They wanted for me to get. Oh wow, they do have a bunch of different stuff. Oh, wow, this sounds they have really good. So many. Oh, this they have Asiago so many that the people that I so asked. Good. I know so the the people that I asked were like, "There's." too much so you just pick and i'm like i don't want to pick from this many for other people so i just left (laughs) (laughs) okay so let's mark this down when i next time i'm out there we go there i don't think they're open on weekends though okay well i will take a thursday and a friday off and we go on a thursday we'll plan it. Uh, i had i had last thursday off okay i have this friday saturday coming up off i won't be able to take that's too soon (laughs) i know but we'll figure it out and we'll Um, we'll, we'll, go. We, we didn't have anything to do. And my days off have been so busy that I was like, I I just want to do nothing these days. I do. I I feel uh, that so much. (laughs) Oh no, they're open Saturday. They're open Friday, Saturday. They're closed Sunday, Monday. Oh, okay. If I didn't realize they were open Saturday, 10 a.m. to six on Friday, 10 to three on Saturday. Okay. Well, the next time you come out, um, whatever my next Friday, Saturday is six weeks away from this week. Um, if if it works out that you can come out, then we'll go and grab some sausages for game night. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, it'll be a good plan. It'll give people time to pick out what they want for me to get when we go there. Yeah, that's good. I would say another restaurant that I would probably do just because I want to try it, but I've never gone and I can't justify ever going for myself is the Taylor and uh-huh. the Taylor and the cook. Yeah. Um I don't know. I've heard Justify nothing it. nothing but good things about it, so Yeah. Absolutely. All those like high end whatever you want to call it, farm to table, it's really just a gourmet restaurant. Yeah. Justify it. Go once. Um well, I will. I'm just not gonna we, go alone. I'll I'll go with somebody when somebody just wants to go. go. Um we find it hard to justify anytime we have to pay more than fifty dollars for a meal, right? Oh, uh, see, the but, money is not the thing. It's finding other people that want to spend the money for me. You know what I mean? Like, and fuck that. Start start doing stuff on your own. You can just do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to that kind of restaurant to sit by myself. That's just boring. We go to uh, Texas Day Brazil like once a year, once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an expensive restaurant. It's $50 a plate, but you get a tasting menu. So it's all you can eat. Steakhouse yeah. sort of thing. Uh, they bring around skewers. But literally every time we go, we see someone just sitting alone and eating. Yeah, and I, I gotta say, I I am like so envious of those people. I'm not at all. It, it's you're miss. I don't know. I think starting to go to the movies alone. If I didn't have someone, I would 
if if Nicole disappeared tomorrow, I would start going to stuff on my own. I don't want to miss out on that stuff. It's not worth missing out on the stuff because you're self-conscious about being seen alone. Like, oh, it has nothing to do with being self-conscious being seen alone. I just yeah, I don't want to sit was, at a restaurant and not have anybody to talk with. You're gonna sit at home and not have anyone to talk with. And just do your own shit. Probably going to be on your phone. Got your phone at the restaurant. No, I'll be in Discord talking to friends or going out doing something. Get some get some headphones. Discord's on your phone. Yeah. I don't know. That's not not for <laughs> me. That might be your thing I to get sit it. and eat alone. But. No, no, I get it. it. There's there's a big hurdle to get over to actually do that. But I got to say, like. That sort of thing, going to restaurants, going and doing stuff alone, I think is no. Like I go big. and eat a lunch on my own all the time. Like I'll go places and sit, but I'm not going to a fancy eat. restaurant to sit down and eat by myself. That just I'm okay. going. That's, that, I get that, that. Takes away from the experience. Sure. I mean, you're a sigma male now, so just <laughs> get used to yourself. <laughs> and then I would also, I would also go to take. I would take on Cora uh, as well. If I had something okay. planned out, I would put that to the side if somebody wanted to go on Cora. Uh, not super expensive. On um, Cora, great quality food. Yeah, if, you, if you've, we need to go there if you've never been. No, I never heard of it. It's very good on Genesee Street. Okay, right near uh, the right near the Stanley. Oh, okay, my question, your question, um, your question. Yes, my question. Three sixty-five. Which year would you visit if you could travel back in time a thousand a thousand years, uh, up to Which, a thousand years? I guess that's what it means. I guess up to a thousand years, because if I could travel back in time. A thousand years, then I would visit one thousand twenty-two. Um, <laughs> right? Oh my god! I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I don't know specific history well enough. I mean, you know what it is? It's like we always say that. I mean, I guess there's easy answers. Be like, you know, I don't, I don't know if you're close with the grandparent or not, or like any loved one that's passed. But like going back and being able to spend with time with them is is a, an easy answer. But why would anyone? We live in the best Basically time. The best time. The best time. Yeah. Like things are so easy now compared to <laughs> comparatively. Yeah. The more you go back, the worse it got. Why well, would I want to go back a thousand years? Yep. Like people were yeah, living. To, I really don't know. Like people were living to their late forties, and that was considered good back. Then. <laughs> you know, like it's the, like I'm good on that. The late nineties. The late nineties would not be a bad time to go back to. It was like incredibly low crime. Uh, incredible, like technological developments. Yeah. Uh, everything was kind of chill and uh, statistically, like, I'm not just looking back on my memory of being 10 and being like, it was such a good time. It's not rose colored glass. Like statistically things were just kind of good and chill and boring back then. And boring is good. (laughs) I really like to go back i like boring boring <laughs> yeah i mean there's a chinese proverb chinese proverbial insult uh i hope you live in interesting times and there's a reason that interesting times are used as an insult so yeah that that's makes... where i'm at these days all right let's hit the next roll okie dokie we'll do i guess two more 341 341. Oh, I got it right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this is your... your, Yeah, I read the last one. (laughs) Oh my god, I don't know what's going on. Where would you go if you could teleport yourself from one place to another? Am I stuck there once I go? I will amend this. I will say, if you could set up two teleporters from one place to another, 
and you could teleport from that place to that place freely, indefinitely. Where would you put those teleporters? Home? Like here? Yeah. Australia. Okay. Like that. Australia is the number one place I want to visit before I die. It's where you want to visit, but where would you want to go regularly? Oh, I would want to be able to go there regularly. It, okay. It's, dude, it's gorgeous there. There's so Australia's much. Australia is a big place. Nail it down. Uh, where in Australia? M- Sydney, Melbourne, one of those. Okay. The coast. Yeah. I guess one on the coast. That makes sense. It's gorgeous, man. Uh, and like, I don't know. There's just so much beauty over there to see. There's, it's just a different way of life. Yeah. I like minimalism and there's a lot more of that over there. Sure. Um, intentional minimalism, not just like. Yeah. Yeah. Like houses. Poor minimalism. No, intentional minimalism. Like people are fine yeah, living in like apartment sized houses because that's all you really need. So it's like, I, li- I like that. Is that is not. I don't want to. I'm not trying to put a damper on your choice, but is Australia suffering from the same thing that New Zealand is where housing prices are just going ridiculous like people are living in those areas because they literally have to no not that i know of every time i've talked to my friend kyle he's always doing fine and yeah, like you do have you do have like first person contacts over there like yeah okay i get yeah that. i don't know Makes I sense. just either that or or like london i couldn't choose australia mm. i would choose london okay but again that's specifically because i have friends and contacts yeah. over there and like i would love to I will end up going Ouch. over there. Huh? You could have picked like Ontario, New York. Oh yeah, but you're only a two-hour drive away. Like it's inconvenient, but it's not terrible. That inconvenience could have gone away and, forever. No, nope, no. Nope. And here's my here's my reason why I'll tell you. I moved okay. one hour away from Matt, and I saw him <laughs> infrequently. And I don't know if I moved closer to you. If it would change anymore because we're just older and we're busy we're like you have stuff to do you're married like yeah well we're we're considering um if nicole's parents move away we're considering elmira to move to so like downstate i don't know we looked it up and we're like where in new york has gets the least amount of snow (laughs) (laughs) because i don't want to move south because the temperature gets too hot and nicole doesn't want to move north because of too much snow so we got to strike a balance where in new york where the temperature is fine do we get the least amount of snow it's basically elmira so um i mean it it, doesn't actually put us any closer to utica i feel like that's a a negligible amount less though it can't be that much less i mean i guess not than rochester but like no it's not it's exactly the same amount of time no, no, I'm saying it's, like the amount of snow. Oh, yeah, no, it's significantly less. I don't know. That seems it, crazy. You, it is crazy. Like, why? What's specific middle, about like them? Middle New York. The, it's far enough away from the Great Lakes. So then, te- technically, like, like any. Like, Rochester, Syracuse, Utica, Albany. These are in an area where if the wind is blowing east, then you get snow off of lake ontario if the wind is blowing south then you get snow off of lake erie mm-hmm. or vice versa actually say, yeah. but either way no matter which way the wind is blowing because it's going to be blowing one of those directions in the winter you're going to get snow that's what makes basically like i-90 in new york the highest snow area in the united states the top four of five cities that get the highest snowfall are in New York. And it is 
Syracuse, Buffalo, Rochester, Albany, in that order. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is cities that make the population list. So Utica doesn't hit the population of that list. But that is where the highest snow in the country exists. Just south of that, Binghamton, Elmira, southern tier New York is just far away that you get the snow coming off of Lake Ontario, but you won't get the snow coming off of Lake Erie. Damn, I guess you're right. That is crazy. I would not have thought. It's like double. Yeah. You go to Elmira. Yep. Yep. By the way, the other one in that top five is St. Cloud, Minnesota. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Just moved to Binghamton um, at that point. Uh, Elmira seems really nice, actually. And it's right near Watkins Glen. Like, it's a half an hour drive from Watkins Glen and a half an hour drive from Seneca Lake, which is our favorite Finger Lake. So it's really pretty much the ideal spot for us in New York. The negative to it that a friend at work told me is that there's three prisons. Uh, there's two super maxes, yeah, security prisons, and there's one super max, yeah, or there's two maximums. There's one super max, yeah. So like everybody around there is a correctional officer, and it was apparently like a housing program for mentally unstable people oh. uh, coming up from the city at some point. Mm-hmm. So like there's a high number of incarcerated population. There's a high, like mentally unstable population. Oh, that's refreshing out there. <laughs> but my wife and I can be recluses. So if the worst thing is the people, we're fine with that. What if I just hire somebody <laughs> to shovel for you? Will you come to Utica instead? <laughs> I, look, I, I, like Utica, if if it were up to me and me alone, I, we would move back to Utica. But it's not, and I don't want it to be. No, um, no, I obviously it can't be. I'll yeah, I'll just have so, to schmooze Nicole and be like, look, you know, how much closer you could be to me. You know, you enjoy my company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. No, I mean that's that. I mean that's literally the same as where you are. I mean that's no difference. So that that would yeah that would be a yeah. a good move. For her, it's about the snow, and I get that, so I don't want to... Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I don't want to make her move somewhere where there's no negligible, or there's a negligible benefit. Yeah. The same way that she doesn't want make to make to me heat. move to, to, to the heat where I'm just going to be miserable constantly. Yeah. Oh, I mean, um, that's a good way to look so, at it. Yeah. Um. Okay. I asked a question. Okay. We're going to do two more. Okay. All right. Yep. Uh, lightning rounds. We keep these two like under five sentences. No discussion. Okay. Asked and answered. Okay. You are asking 210. Where are we here? 210. Okay. 210. What is the strangest thing your teachers ever... What is the strangest thing your teacher has ever done? In sixth grade, Miss Paquin threw a meter stick at Adam. <laughs> Probably for smiling or something. <laughs> I don't know. He was just like not paying attention or something. So she threw the meter. It, she didn't throw it at him. She threw it in the Direction. aisle of the desks next to him. Yeah. But still, she threw it. That's funny. Which was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I have 65. Have you ever been caught staring at the opposite gender? Not unintentionally. Oh. Like. Okay. Like jokingly. Yes. Like I'll, so you're sitting there putting out the vibe. Yeah, either either to, to <laughs> not really to random people, but to like 
friends of the opposite gender. Oh, like I I'll gotcha. just stare across the room making a funny face. You know what I mean? Until until they like happen to lock eyes with you and because re- they realize you're making a funny face at them. Yeah. Like yep. yeah, I've definitely done that. Um, no. And then and then you just give them a hang ten. Yeah. Um, but no, not not a stranger of the opposite gender. No. Um, All right. That's creepy. Cool. <laughs> a little. I mean, if you're trying to put out the vibe and you get seen. You were trying to put out know. the vibe. Go talk. I haven't dated very much, so I'm not the authority in this area. <laughs> Josh, what's your word this week? Oh, we're going right into mine now, huh? Yeah, that's what it is. We're, I've done my time. Oh. You can do the crime. So, oh, that's kind of fitting. Uh, my word this week is opium. Hmm. Um, I've been watching Ozark again lately. Oh, yeah? yeah. I, I haven't watched the newest season. Um, I haven't either. I don't remember what happened in the previous seasons, so I started rewatching it. <laughs> and opium reminded me of it because of the poppy farmers. Poppy farmers. The yeah. first season. Um, it, that's just obviously what it made me think of was uh, poppies, opium, you know, heroin, that kind of stuff. Um, the word opium made you think of opium. Yeah. <laughs> Made me think of drugs. Uh, and I kind of just wanted to have an open discussion about marijuana and yeah. you know, the way um, things are going in the United States. They seem to be we're, we're legalizing it recreationally and medically in a lot more states um, and just kind of our thoughts or opinions on the way it's headed. Yeah. So, Where are we starting? Um, I guess I was trying to think of like, can you think of five pros and five cons? That's so many. Okay, well, go. Can you think of three pros and three cons of making recreational marijuana legal? Because I, uh, I'll be, I'll just start by saying like, I'm of the mindset now that there's no reason it's not federally legalized. Um, right. If people can get hammered drinking. There's no reason somebody shouldn't be able to smoke a plant in the comfort of their own home. You know, it's not it's not what they made it out to be our entire yeah. life. No, 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 no. You know, I don't know. I guess to get just barely political, the whole war on drugs was about like, uh, like marijuana was hemp before they rebranded it to marijuana to make it seem more Hispanic so that J. Edgar Hoover could crack down on immigration populations yeah yeah so yeah what's crazy is that fucked where it started it also like even it's considered like the devil in mexico like uh, i watched really yeah i watched a guy named hector rodriguez he's the owner of optic gaming or one of them at this point um and he's was born in texas but lived in juarez mexico until a certain point is like before moving to chicago with his family but like growing up he said it was like it was considered the devil like if you somebody was i don't know if it was people thought obviously you're associated with the cartels or what but it was Mm, like that makes sense crazy so like just as much as it was considered to be bad and associated with them it was almost like they associated it with them but with the cartel so yeah you know, like he said, it was parents would get crazy mad if they ever found out anybody was smoking marijuana because it was like, that's your link to the cartel. You're going to you're going down the wrong path, kid. Kind of <laughs> kind of. Yeah, deal. this this makes sense. Yeah. OK. Pros and cons. I feel like the obvious pro is tax revenue, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to have the same same first one. Uh, I, yeah, it's crazy. So. uh I, I, I kind of brought these up and asked you first in these this orders because I figured you would stumble our way into talking about them. So 
I pulled up uh, some numbers for from Colorado. Nope, from the legal states. In, this is from 2020. Oh, all uh, of the legal states, not just Colorado. Correct. Um, and the legal legal states that were selling uh, recreational and or medical. The lowest amount of taxes collected in the year of 2020 is the yep. state of Maine with 1.5 million. Yeah. Colorado sits at number three, 387 okay. million. Yeah, man. That's the significant amount. The, like the number one, California. Oh, yeah. 1,031,879,926. Yeah. A billion dollars of tax revenue generated by that. And. Oh, yeah. So it goes into talk about uh, California actually surprisingly isn't listed on this. So I don't know if. Theirs doesn't have a good good reasoning for, for what they do with their money, but most of the states actually have a pretty good uh, investment structure for the revenue. So like Colorado, mm. 13% of mar- marijuana revenue goes towards state funding public schools. So yeah. like, yeah, it's only 13%, Colora- but 13% of $387 million is still a lot of money getting pumped into the school systems. Yeah. Colorado was the first state to legalize it recreationally. Yeah. And they're the state that I always keep in my mind when people start talking about this because they were able to entirely overhaul their public education system, like new computers. Every kid has a laptop or something. It's probably not exactly true, but like an entire technological overhaul of their entire education system, which is incredible. And makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. So Oregon, their tax. Who's number stru- two then? Washington, 468 okay. million. Um, so Oregon tax structure benefits mental health and drug ser- uh, drug abuse services. County and local law enforcement and state police are all funded by marijuana tax revenue. Yeah. Uh, Nevada's emergency savings schools and local governments. Are all funded by that. Mm-hmm. Massachusetts structure includes a local option tax for cities and towns where they can tax dispensaries up to three percent on top of it. So that allows lo- on the local level for them to make more, not just on state, which is nice. Um, and then in Alaska is split between the state general fund and program to provide drug treatment and prevent uh, uh, mental health problems yeah Um, so like that's big yeah the whole the whole flipping it on its head and using the revenue to treat other Mm -hmm. more serious drug addictions is like the most beautiful reversal that i've ever seen because for years marijuana was the gateway drug yeah and i've put a lot of thought into this like i'm not an economist or a, a law major or anything like that but marijuana currently is the same schedule as heroin and lsd yeah just crazy now one of these things is not like the other to be fair heroin is not like the other because heroin is extremely addictive lsd and marijuana are not physically addictive they have behavioral addictions associated with them yep um well if you're looking at the law and you're smoking marijuana and you see like Nah, this isn't really doing all that much that's bad to me. But the government says it's really bad. What else is equally as bad? Heroin. Then you can justify like the jump from marijuana to heroin. The the governmental definition of it made it a gateway drug. 
not the fact that it would just lead into other drugs. I just think the fact that I think they just miss miss the fucking the target when they're thinking about like I mean they were jumping to the fact that they think well people go to get marijuana the drug dealer also has heroin generally that's most yeah. of the time not the case like people no. that are dealing pot don't want to deal with cocaine heroin LSD and all different kinds of narcotics pills and stuff they do most of the time fair, people they- that are selling marijuana at least on the the level where they're selling it to the the end user yeah most of the time they're doing it to make enough money so where they can smoke themselves these days and in our area are the caveats that i would add to that yeah that's true we don't we don't know what it used to be like and we don't know what it's like in cities like big big cities so in our experience yeah that's absolutely how it is like our high school drug dealers were selling pot to smoke pot yeah i mean um i mean i have experiences in the down south but it was also you know 2014 forward but, right i mean right it was even the same down there well yeah that is more that is probably more indicative because that was after the writing was on the wall that marijuana is going to get legalized oh yeah it was already legal it was already legalized in uh, yeah. two places at that point yep the writing's on the wall it's it's gonna happen it, <laughs> i've seen people have the commentary that it's the only thing that has ever been like where the people have been like hey we want to do this thing and the government's like no and eventually is like i guess you can right <laughs> well and it's crazy because i feel like it's the one thing where like you're getting common thought process from both sides both political parties can yeah. come to terms with the positives of doing uh, it <laughs> both political parties i don't know both political affiliations of people, not parties. Yeah. The parties are not like the, the the leadership. Mitch McConnell is on the record as saying the only thing bad about the KKK is that they smoke marijuana. Oh, so it's yeah. not the parties that are on board with this. It is the people who have these political ideologies. Yes, correct. So <laughs> maybe not Mitch McConnell. Maybe, I don't know. Who some some people some that matter? A high up Republican person, yeah, a, an official, an actual like party official, yeah. But yeah, I mean, people are people are people. Well, I mean, I think we're and getting you're get getting to the point where like the red states can't ignore the. I mean, because that's that's generally the thing, like that people say, like the red side Republicans care more about money than people. You know, it's kind of the general huh. general thing. And it's to the point now where like they can't deny the money. Yeah. How like, could you like how could you Texas the money? is in the process of I was reading about it in the process of having it to where they can import to from I think Kentucky. I think hmm. is that the hold on, let me look. I don't know. Kentucky is Mitch McConnell's state, so Well, Kentucky's already legal, so is it? Uh I believe so. Is it Kentucky? Maybe I'm wrong. Give me a second. Oklahoma. Not Kentucky. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. Um, they're gonna import from Oklahoma. Okay. Um, so that way they don't have to deal with it being made and processed there. But they can but they mm. can exercise an excise tax for importing it. Okay. And then sure. still have control. So kind of like how most southern states have like ABC stores. You'd have uh, yeah state controlled dispensaries where they just import from Oklahoma, which like uh, one is I guess it's not ideal because you're not creating really more jobs. I mean, you are, I guess, for the stores, but you're not creating it on like the industrial level where people are right. growing it and harvesting it and packaging it and all that kind of stuff. 
um but at the store level you would be but i mean i mean texas is pretty much as red as it comes and they're yeah. <laughs> they're i guess in the process of talking about that because they just you just can't deny the amount of texas texas is weird these days because um, like 50 percent of texas is in the cities yeah and the cities are blue yeah, uh, but the rest of the state is red, so like it's really a coin toss. And then with whatever, whatever you want to call it, gerrymandering, like it's it's heavily red. So yeah, but one way or the other, like Texas has Texas may have missed the boat. They're a sunny state. Yeah, they could have established so many greenhouses. They could have been the California. What California is to vegetable farming. Texas could have been to marijuana if they had legalized it sooner and established actual governmental programs that incentivized it. Yeah. They could have made so much money. Now it's just Oregon. Now it's just Oregon. Yeah, Oregon is is the big boy on the on the block on yep. that end. Was they it- were they were they were the second, right? It was Colorado, then Oregon. Not Colorado and then Washington. Legalize Washington. Yeah. Man, I always forget about what I always I always just think of Oregon and Washington as the same state. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. No, I know exactly what you're saying. I mean, but it's just, yeah. But, That's where all yeah. like the high end stuff is coming from. And like, there's way more right. manufacturing stuff because there's way less tax. Mm-hmm. So like people will, will move, people will produce everything in Oregon because it's way cheaper to produce there and then ship it in. Because they don't have to pay the taxes on the production. You have to pay the taxes on the sale. Mm-hmm. But if they're shipping it out, yep. then you're good. You're golden. Yeah, I just think it's kind of cool how the how we're seeing this huge shift. Because, I mean, I can even remember like myself growing up. I had it in my brain growing up. Like, I mean, I legitimately yep. stopped hanging out with one of my best friends because he started smoking marijuana. Granted, I was like 14, but yeah. like in my mind at that point, he was a scumbag. And like, but I was 14, I didn't know any better. And like, that's how it was perceived. Yep. Now I'm, I'm going to ask you off mic who that was. Oh, I don't care. I'll tell you it was DJ. Oh, I haven't talked to him in forever, but yeah, that's legitimately why I stopped. Really? Yeah. I mean, it, it just created. I don't think it, I knew that. I mean, it wasn't like this is a strict reason. It was more like he started doing it. He, when you start falling into that you start hanging out with different people uh, that kind yeah, of thing that's i mean it was that's legitimate you know it was kind of like i i still talked to him and stuff i wasn't like we were just like instant disconnect but i mean we were neighbors we live right next to each other but yep it just yep, it yep, caused yep, yep, yep. the divide and it was because of that i mean it makes sense but like makes sense. i was also 14 and impressionable and at that point in my life i had no interest in that or alcohol or anything yep. No, I was pretty- you saw that uh you saw that the truth dog commercial yeah <laughs> and you were like and you're like damn bro i can't i can't be like that no uh, the dare the dare stuff really got me <laughs> dare to keep a kid off drugs yep. dare to why don't i remember the song i really want to remember the song i don't i just remember the red letters or whatever it was on the the periods in between but i don't know i was yeah yeah the the dare shirts have become very fashionable oh 100 percent. it's crazy how that switched you know from like the guy in yep what 2004 that would have been like i was 14 so um i mean in seven i mean in uh that little amount of time we've gone like complete opposite we're like yeah obviously we're not they're not out here telling people to go smoke marijuana but 
it it's not the devil anymore you know it's, yeah i know that's that's important honestly just the stigma yeah has been pretty brutal i mean and that's i guess the the older i got the more i realized like i can go to a bar and drink as much as i want and i can get in my car and i can drive home that's my that's my choice it's a dumb choice but yeah, it's my choice sure. and i can choose to make that now i i will never do that because i'm not an idiot but Good. it's available to me but like but you, at the time like you couldn't just smoke up the joint like people uh, there's a bunch of studies going on and obviously i, I don't condone driving on anything because i just right you don't need to <laughs> like there's just no need for it just stay stay home or stay wherever yeah. you're at but there's they did this one study and 50 percent of the time the people that were smoking marijuana and driving were more cautious because of perceived impairedness yeah like they thought they were yeah. too high to drive so they were driving slow turning their turn signal on early like hyper yep. aware of everything because they don't want to get caught <laughs> yeah that's that's the joke right like who does this joke that when you're drunk you'll run a stop sign but the worst thing that you do when you're high is wait for a pine cone to cross the road yeah i mean like <laughs> it's just funny to me um i don't know if you know <laughs> this is one of my favorite commercials that's ever aired okay. if you go ahead and take a look in uh in discord click on that uh that one okay I love this commercial. Just let me know when you start it and I'll uh I'll start it so that the the people can hear at least the audio. Okay. There's nothing. There's no voices. I'm starting it now. disappoint me. me the best thing is i can only imagine how funny this would be if you were high when you watched it if you were ab yes <laughs> it is absolutely the funniest like shit you can watch infinitely if you're high. even more funny if you're stoned when you watch it i i i feel like i i relate to a lot of like the high humor right yeah it's so fucking funny to me like a lot of the high humor is just like absurdist bullshit yeah and i love absurdist bullshit all the time oh high humor is it's so good yeah yeah some of the stone so themes that, and things uh, that commercial is so funny it's, it's my favorite commercial that's ever aired uh i don't know what my that would be a good topic <laughs> a good discussion one what's day. your favorite commercial <laughs> favorite commercials of all time i feel like that could be a really fun episode but if it would have <laughs> to be like a youtube <laughs> what's the one hey, hold hold on the other day um <laughs> okay which which text thread is it in it's got to be in the nicole and sky one uh, um oh no um is it okay Someone sends the text like that Skittles have been found to sh like show a carcinogen or something, right? Yeah. So I share the the Skittles pox commercial. <laughs> it's like so, it's so funny. Oh, yeah. Is that Skittles pox commercial? It's so funny. Oh, hold on. I want to show you. Let me find this one Skittles commercial. See if I can find it for you. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was it was a fake Skittles commercial. Yeah. But oh, yeah. Your precious Skittles are poison. <laughs> my doctor says i have skittles pox 
This this huh. one always comes to mind. Anytime I see Skittles. Is it contagious? I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> okay, am I still okay, let's let's see. Is it cold in here? No. Hey! Sugar, sugar, daddy! Hopefully you're not playing this podcast out loud. Get ready for my sweetness. This can't be real. Oh no, it's definitely fake. (laughs) (laughs) But it's fantastic. (laughs) I will link the both videos in the... Taste the rainbow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my sweet jesus i will link both of them in the, the description because this was t- it was too good i remember seeing it for the first time on like a, a meme thing and i pissed myself <laughs> <laughs> the best part is like the guy looks like he's straight out of napoleon dynamite yes he is he is kip <laughs> yep like he just yeah, walked sure. out walked out like he could have walked right off the set and into that oh yeah 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 hmm Oh boy. Um, okay, so to back on to the topic. Now um, we're th- on with Skittles commercials. <laughs> um I think one that goes overlooked as a pro is um regulation for consumer safety. Like right now yeah, sure. people just buy buy their pot or marijuana or weed, whatever you want to call it, from wherever they can find it. And yep. they don't know what it is, they don't know where it was grown. You can't really what it's laced with. Yeah, what it's laced with. You don't know if it's covered with mold or fungus or if it has pesticides mm-hmm. in it or other harmful chemicals. Um, you don't really know what you're getting. I mean, you they literally could give you a hemp plant, lace it with something and sell it to you. And you'd still get some kind of high from it and think that you're smoking weed. But it's not. Yep. Like Well, I- this is um this is the sort of positive effect that like angel programs yeah have sought to uh solve right like if you're a heroin addict it is much worse to be a heroin addict who is trying to hide it and just getting your needles from wherever yeah versus at least getting clean needles Mm mm-hmm like it's never good for you, but using sketchy needles is the worst for you. Yeah, oh, well, it's the worst and for everybody because it's like yeah, I s- forbid you get marijuana. something and then you pass it to somebody like that has nothing yeah. to do with you. You just like happen to cut yourself yep. or on some on a broken needle or something when you're walking somewhere. Yeah, and you end up with HIV or Hep C yep. or anything like that. And obviously, it's not quite as extreme, like. It might be as extreme, but it's essentially the same thing with marijuana. You would much rather go to some place that grows it locally that you know what they're doing mm-hmm. than some place that you know brings it across the Canadian border and it's been flown up from Mexico and it passed through this cartel's hand and who knows what happens along the way in order to get it to you? Yeah, because you can't keep track. But 100%. yeah, if if regulation means that you keep track of it from cradle to grave, then you're good. So I thought this more or less statistic was kind of kind of crazy um, to read. So in a national poll conducted in 2019, yep. 72% of people surveyed believe that regular use of alcohol was more dangerous 
to the person and to society than marijuana use. Yeah. So like right there, I mean, mean, that is a huge percentage that shows that like we know that the things that we already have that are legal for people to do are more dangerous. This is a survey. Yeah. Who conducted the survey? Let me see. It's got I was like asking and looking at that. Uh, Marist poll. Uh, Yahoo. Marist. Marist. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Marist is just a polling company like yeah. Gallup. Yeah. Um, That's where most of the polls are going through. Yeah, it is. But it's always interesting when like uh, an academic, uh, a, a, like I was going to say an academic academy, but that's not an it, academic institution. Or like it's really interesting when political think tanks put out these surveys so that you can see the bias in them. Yeah, it was funny. So we used to, when I worked in the electronic cigarette industry and I was in North Carolina, um, they had people that would come in every month that worked for Maris that were doing polls and they were being oh, yeah. paid by RJ Reynolds or oh. or so we would assume. Sure. Um, because that would make the most sense. I mean, we were in the same, literally the same city as them. And it would always be somebody coming in and he would ask about numbers and average mm-hmm. sales and uh, average customer, you know, return rate, that kind of stuff. And like, you'd, they know how to get you because you'd come in and be like, I'll give you $50 if you take this survey. I'm like, and I'm like, okay, Gross. that's wonderful because I would just take it and then tell them numbers that were completely off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, I, I, you're the smart one. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to turn down your $50 and it's not his $50. So I don't feel bad. Yeah. Right. Um, But it's like, you don't need to know my numbers. Like I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to, they're, they're literally polling to see how big is this war we're about to fight. And do we just buy it? Yep. Yep. You know? So it's like, I can't, not gonna, not gonna tell them, tell them the exact numbers. Cause I mean, uh, they, that would have been substantially more than what I told them. I'm a little fuzzy. Honestly, at this point I need clarification. RJ Reynolds is a tobacco company. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. They do. Okay. Uh, Marble. Well, you were in Winston Salem. Are they not yeah, doing Winston? They do Winston, but they do a bunch of other. Okay. Uh, what we make? Hold on. They have Newport Camel. Yeah. Man. Mall. Um. Yeah. No. Newport. Newport and Camel are their two big ones, and then obviously wow. Winston's. So I mean, we yeah. are right in the heart of tobacco country, so it's not surprising. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I. I think that was that was funny doing that. Um, and I think another pro too is the amount of jobs that it's going to create. Sure. Like when obviously within Texas's uh, line of thinking, I don't think it's as beneficial. But when you allow, so like Massachusetts, say for example, everything that's sold uh, marijuana wise in Massachusetts has to be produced in the state. There's no import, so you have everything from like literally the ground level up infrastructure jobs so it's like it's it's a whole new industry yeah. that has to be outfitted with workers that just wasn't there and it's a very and lucrative a persistent one. industry yeah, persistent and lucrative so it's like well i always i always i've recently started to criticize this whole like it brings jobs to the area uh type arguments for and against things right because yeah, sometimes it brings jobs to the area, but those could just be construction jobs. And once the construction's done, those jobs are gone. Yeah, I think, I guess it depends so, on what the, what the business is. No, I know. But like this particular business brings jobs and brings persistent jobs. Yeah, because sustainable you need ones. A farmer, a, a highly skilled farmer, not mm-hmm. just a field hand. 
you need whatever a biologist uh a botanist i mean you're literally a getting botanist full-on botanist you're getting people yep. to have years and not, of experience and and you're and these are highly skilled fields like botany is uh, an emerging mm-hmm. college c- career path yeah like these are highly skilled people that are going to come out and be in your area and make the money and pay the taxes and it's it's a no-brainer but how about cons we've been on all positives can't be all positives right um no i mean i'm sure there's some negatives you're sure i'm trying to think i know that in i know that in canada when it was legalized the first person got pulled over for high driving 20 minutes after it was legalized yeah um i don't know so uh that's what i'll say i will say it gives governmental agencies, cops, more excuse to pull people over. They, they can just say though? you're erratic in this way or the other. I feel yeah. like they could do I it mean, before, though. Yeah, but... Because that same person all these didn't just people, start doing it. Yeah, but they could just say that, oh, well, it's more, it's more prevalent now. Yeah. So I have more reason to pull you over. It's... It's... Uh, plausible deniability right they've they've lost just a little bit of plausible deniability yeah. it's not it's not gonna be huge i'm not trying to say like they're gonna start abusing this particular thing but no and if it anything it does it gives them more potential negative yeah but on the flip side too now that they're with it legalized they no longer have to do all the paperwork mm. and everything tied yep. to inc- incarcerating people for marijuana yeah which is- ideally it would free up that budget that they've wasted doing that stuff yeah which is huge i mean people don't think about it Uh, i wish i could find it but i believe i read it in this article in this article that i found but i can't find the exact thing but it was something like i don't know 1.3 billion dollars a year across the country spent in like taxpayer money to handle all the things from like point a to point b with incarceration on people of marijuana Mm. whether it be like I mean, I'm assuming they're including everything, like paying the officer at the time sure, of, yeah. of the thing, paying the people at the. I'm sure the numbers are fudged, obviously, because they're probably counting. Well, we have to have. Is this. that a lot of money? I mean, it's a lot of money to just have back. I mean, our GDP is 21 trillion. Oh yeah, one one point two billion is not a, is barely a drop in the bucket. It, it may be a drop in the bucket when you're trying to correct that, but it's not a drop in the bucket when. You, it's easily reversible. I mean, 1.2 billion is 1.2 billion. Yeah, you know I guess I mean? so. Uh, split it up 50 ways or 51 ways or however. Split it up between all the states. How much more money can go towards, how many more million can be put towards uh, funding schools or funding better police training or you know, all these things that yeah. we need? Like, yes, it's not, it's not a huge amount. It's not, it's not going to fix things overnight, but that's more money in a budget for things that we could really use. Yeah, no, I, I, that's a, that's a good point. Like the way that Colorado did it, I think makes me hopeful. Yeah. Take this stuff, the, the money savings from prosecuting the stuff, the tax revenue based on it, reinvest it in education and and to what you're saying, if you take 1.2 billion and divide it up 50 ways, let's just do some quick math. I mean, it's it it's not like gonna be perfect, but let's see. That's 1.2 billion. Divide it 50 ways. 
24 million. I feel like that's not that much, even in the smallest state's budget. But I mean, 24 million into a initiated training program in a state. I feel like that's doable. I don't know. Well, I'm saying numbers are so big these days, but an extra 24 million can't hurt. Is that what I'm saying? It's it's not going to hurt it. I'm skeptical about how much it helps, but you're right. It won't hurt. Yeah, it it can't Um, can't have. I wouldn't think it can have a negative impact. Yeah, certainly not. Certainly not. That is unless it went to pay increases for the higher up people. (laughs) Huh. Then it could have a negative impact. I feel like. I feel like this the only way that it makes sense is if is if this money is earmarked to go to specific programs. Yeah. Like or it would have to go well, for police training or ha- add 24 million into yes. either for police training or yes, for prevention of use of other drugs. Yeah. Use that to fund the the clean needles for, you know, yeah. people that are doing like Yes, it is a small amount on the grand scheme of thing, but you could do a lot with it still versus yeah. it, you could get a lot more value for that small amount of money than we're getting putting people behind bars for weed. I absolutely agree. So. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, what you're saying, like police training would be massive. That would, no matter what, yeah, be massive toward police training, even in New York with so much law enforcement, 24 million would go a long way to providing Uh I mean, because here's Uh, the thing, like, yeah, you might not be able to fund a statewide increase of pay for people, but you're you're telling me for 20 more, 24 million, you couldn't incite a a week long training program for for the police force in New York State. You have to be able to, or at least close. It can at least be the the tipping point for where, okay, it makes sense for us to invest the other money with it to do it. Yeah. So I only see that being a possible benefit. You know what? I just. I just looked it up because I want to see what sort of numbers we're talking about. Um, I don't know if it's the if it's the smallest GDP in the nation, but Rhode Island has a GDP of sixty six billion dollars. Right? Yeah. Twenty four million toward even toward that is not like a huge amount, but it isn't nothing. It's more than a is it more than a percent? It's not quite a percent. But what is okay? So on the same same aspect, um, police budget. I don't know if you'll be able to find this or not. Uh, hopefully, you would be able to. Okay. Um, I feel it would be hard. The police department. Everything spends, in government is so hard. Yeah. Okay. This is law enforcement budgets are largely made up of personal related costs, including uh, police department roughly spends eighty five point six million operating budget on salaries, pensions, health benefits, trainings, and other things. Uh-huh. So 24 million on is a pretty good chunk of 85 million. That's that's what they spend. I know. That's what I'm saying. So you, you can have another 24 on top of that. How much do they take in though? Um, I don't know. It's not apples to apples, but I know that police departments receive somewhere in the neighborhood of eight to nine billion dollars worth of army surplus goods every year but that's across the nation so yeah i don't know what that works out to i'm trying to see if i can find it uh, it's probably not important no i mean in the grand scheme of things it's it, it's no. not i mean this, we're just trying i'm this, just we're just trying at this point we're just trying to find facts to back up what we're, saying, yeah, what I'm saying. we're, we're but, nitpicking 24 dollars 24 Twenty-four dollars could go a long way some someplace. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, twenty-four million could could be very useful in places. It's just hard because 
you would have to identify where that is going to be most useful. Um, <laughs> and then, and then it's all politics. Yeah. I think the big negatives or cons, um, aren't ones that are inherently, well, one of them inherently happens right away. The other one might not, but the first one is obviously you're inhaling something you shouldn't be. Yeah. Unless you're eating an edible, um, which in that case, then, it's still something foreign. Um, still can't be, be great fair, for your liver, right? Because I think your liver breaks that down. To be fair, I don't even know if that's the case. There's two places in nature that cannabinoids are found. One is in hemp or marijuana, that family of plant. The other is in the human body. Mm-hmm. We produce it naturally. Yeah, that's why we have an endocannabinoid system. Yeah, so we produce it and we regulate it naturally in our own body. So I don't know if having excess is inherently harmful. Um, I don't think it is, and I think that's why they're realizing that it has more medical benefits. Yeah. It's hard because um, I was talking to my brother-in-law about this the other day. He was like, I don't know why I've been seeing like a lot of studies about marijuana and LSD coming out lately. I had to educate him and be like... Because what three, four, five years ago, the FDA rescinded their ban on studying these things. Yeah, there was a ban on studying these things. You couldn't publish studies. Yeah, about marijuana and LSD usage until a few years ago. Studies are just starting to come out now, and there's a lot of stuff that we've been told over the years that isn't true. <laughs> it's gonna end up being not true. Yeah, and I don't know if having excess can end up. Could cannabis in your system is bad because there hasn't been study on it. Yeah, I think one or of at the, least not ones that I've seen. The other one that I can think of that's like I said, not inherent but could happen um, is basically the formation of big marijuana. So if we see the same problems, which I don't think we necessarily will, because I feel <sighs> like we're more self aware now as a society. Um, but like obviously yeah. them them exploiting children like. Exploiting people for profit and targeting children with that stuff could be a problem. They feel like we've right. learned from tobacco and alcohol where that's going to be more of a... And I think people in general like go into these places and so much more of it is not targeted at children. <laughs> like the, right. pa- the package, yeah, like, they're not really, that's not their goal. Like children are not, children don't have yep. $30 to spend on a joint <laughs> or yeah. $80 yeah, right. to spend on a, an eighth of weed or however much that gets you. I don't really know, but... Like they don't have that, that kind of money. Um, it, it, I don't want to say ignoring, looking past the marketing to children aspect of it, which could be argued. Uh, my friend's guy had some, I think, gummies. They were basically like branded like Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. And that's not ideal to brand stuff as candy. It's true. I can go with that. It's it's ar- arguably marketing to kids, mm-hmm. but kids aren't going to be in these stores ideally. So well, and I mean, and they're not doing. Then we're, it also leads into this thing where, like, then we're limiting a consumer good to a specific sure. age group. Yeah. Like, right? I, I buy Sour Patch Kids. I'm not a kid. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And I like, like I said, ideally, they're not going out and spending like billboard dollars putting. Yeah. Stoner patch gummies. I don't think there needs billboards. to be marketing but necessarily no. for it. I think no. that there can no, no, be no. there can be branding, but in a way like so say for example, same guy Hector. He has his own he started his own marijuana company called Pine Park. And it's reminiscent of his first time smoking weed. That's where the name comes from. And it was just him and his friends in a park. Okay. 
It's surrounded by a bunch of pine trees, and that's where he came up with the name. And yeah, none of it has to do like the packaging. Nothing looks like anything to do with kids. Cool. So like having people like that jumping into the industry and realizing like they're creating gotta a be cu- responsible. Well, that but they're they're creating a culture. It's not yeah. that you don't when you can create a culture and people are behind you. You don't yep. need the gimmicks of oh this is uh, fun and flashy and whatever like. When people feel a part of something, they just want to support. You don't need as much flash bang in the pan to get people to buy your product. Yeah. And they yeah. do that with other it, content. Right now, though, it, it's in it's an early market. We have to see how it goes because so much stuff these days just ends up being in markets that are consolidated. And once a market is consolidated, that's when you have to start worrying. So right now, these are local businesses. This is a grassroots uh, sort of endeavor right now we have to watch out for the companies that start buying this shit up yeah well um that's when we're gonna have to start worrying about it right now it's golden days so i read somewhere where and i don't know if this is true or not but i read on some article that somebody had linked on twitter that the, the people that own miracle grow are trying to get into that industry monsanto yeah fuck that yeah. Well, apparently, like the, the sun is getting to the age where mm. that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. That that like generational billionaire money fucking sucks ass. Yeah. Like like the Coke sons are just garbage human beings because they just don't understand the value of a dollar. The same way that the same way that like kids who are poor, who have never had money, don't understand the value of a dollar. These billionaire kids don't understand the value of a dollar. Yeah. And they fucking suck. And I can't imagine that Monsanto kids are going to be any better. And if they start buying up this fucking industry and consolidating it under a single banner, and then they're going to go wild doing the shit that their parents' friends, fucking Philip Morris and RJ Reynolds did, consolidating their markets, pulling all sorts of bullshit. Yeah, um, I'm not looking forward to it, but uh, hopefully people. So I guess it's speculation at this from, point. I know. I know it is. They bought a hundred and fifty six acre of agricultural land in a valley in, Arizona, in Tucson, Arizona. God, Monsanto uh, fucking sucks so bad. Yeah, it's the Avra plantation in, in Tucson, Arizona. They bought that and people are thinking that they're, you know, a, a bit of a side note, but on monsanto line of discussion apparently like in the current farming uh environment that we're in right now which is basically monocropping yeah uh, you treat the soil with a chemical that will make it ideal for you to plant this one particular crop and you plant that and it this crop depletes it and then the next year you treat it again um Apparently, using that system, we only have something like 30 harvests left mm. in like the soil in the United States. Yeah, that's what they're worried so, about with this is that. So apparently, yeah. Monsanto and Bear are, are, are like fighting over this property, apparently. Oh, God. And it looks like there are people are that's worried that they're interested in creating GMO marijuana. Yep. Yep. They're going to monocrop it. Yep. Like what we learned in school, the whole crop rotation thing where you have four fields you rotate your crops so that it replenishes the soil that shit doesn't exist anymore i live near some fucking soybean farms and it's all they grow every year 
It's all they grow. Just hundreds and hundreds and thousands of acres of soybeans. Uh, let me see here. And that's Monsanto. That's Monsanto's legacy. I'm trying to look and see this guy. Factory farming and that sort of shit, these companies bear in Monsanto and whoever else is engaged in this stuff. These are maybe more harmful to this country than maybe anything else because they're invisible. They're completely invisible. Yep. And they get a huge amount of tax dollars. People want to talk about tax waste all the time and they completely ignore these factory farm monocropping industries. And that's dangerous. That's where most of our tax money goes is to factory farms and corporate welfare. And people want to bicker about personal welfare and healthcare. And it's like, I don't know. So apparently uh, from what I was reading, I found the article. Okay. Uh, Monsanto has an intimate business relationship with Scott's miracle Grow, manufacturers of Roundup and Scott's, has looked to capitalize on expanding on the expanding pot industry in states where the plant is legalized, legalized or been decriminalized. The company's CEO, oh Jim Hag, Hag, Hagedorn, has stated his intentions to spend up to $500 million to buy out the marijuana industry. Oh my God. This is bad. That's bad. Yeah. The That's going to be bad if, is, it, if it happens. Well, and here's here's the only thing that I think we have going for us. The people that are at the forefront of this industry aren't, yeah. in, aren't I mean, ev- let's be honest. Everybody's in it for the money, but they're not in it for the money. These people have been doing it for 20 or 30 years in their backyard or their basement because they love it. Yeah. Currently, like, it's enthusiasts. Hopefully, it yeah. stays that way. And I think that there's enough people that understand that. Um I don't know if they'll let, I don't know if they might, obviously they probably are going to have to compete with them, but I don't think that most of these people that are in these things are, are going to be bought. We thought that about mom and pop shops and Walmart still dominated. Yeah, but that's not, I don't know. People have just, that's not the same kind of culture. No, it is the same kind of culture. People were all about mom and pop shops. People have forgotten about this. When Walmart moves into areas, people raise this big hullabaloo about mom and pop shops and how destructive Walmart and big box stores are to local cultures. And then everybody starts going there and the small people can't compete anymore. And how many local grocery stores can you think of these days? You can think of in any market, in any like major market, like the greater whatever area, you can maybe think of two or three, right? In Utica, you got Shanatri's, you got that. Yeah, price little chopper. market down in Frankfurt. Price Chopper is not a small player. I mean, in the brand they were big enough area. to avoid it. I I don't know. There's so few stores and sh- mom and pop shops that are able to compete with these big box stores. Well, yeah, because there's not there's no connection there's not the social to that will. brand. Yeah, but there's not the social will to avoid it. No. People can save. A dollar going to Walmart, so they go to Walmart. I don't think it's the dollar; people, it's the convenience that drives people. I guess the dollar savings then doesn't mean that much to people, at least not most. It's the fact that they have everything. I don't think it's the the cost difference. Maybe it's yeah, the sure. fact that they can go the one stop shop. And to be honest with you, the big thing now that's driving people there, you can order they're your open. shit on. Well, they're open. You can order your shit online and go pick it up. Yeah. Like, you know what? That fucking, that fucking grinds my gears. Something that makes me angry 
is like hobbyist shops, specialty shops, clothing shops, whatever, local shops that are only open during Work quote hours. unquote regular business hours. Yeah, it makes no sense. Who are you? Uh, are your who customers are you supposed to come to? there? Yeah, exactly. Like if the the hardwood supplier that I have to go to is only open nine to five and probably ten to four. Yeah. Like, how am I supposed to go there? You want to it? You want to engage the people who can afford to go there? Then stay open for the people who work. Well, it's the same but thing no. could be said. Like, okay, everybody has to deal with the bank. Why the yeah. fuck are the banks only open when people are working? On Thursday, they're open till seven. Not my. Not so my, everybody not. has to go then. Not my bank. <laughs> and like most banks are, know. most banks are only open till like yeah. noon or two o'clock on Saturday. So, so dumb. Well, <sighs> it's even even this, which this one hits hits to you. Okay, so I know you work a full day on Saturday a lot of the time. Yeah. Okay. The post office closes at two thirty. Ours closes at like noon. Yeah, I know. Why? If the mail Why? if the mail people have to work to deliver the mail till five or six, eh, the clerks don't have to. The clerks go home and come back. So there aren't there isn't somebody at the okay, office. Okay, so for example, it. our area has a ton of PO boxes. Yeah, I feel like that should be open longer hours if the if a huge portion of the population relies on going into that place to PO boxes their... are open no ours are inside yeah but it's locked you can get in i can't get in i wasn't able to at least the last time i tried because i didn't my... know that i didn't know they closed at 12 or 12 30 my post i believe at least my post office or at the very least the post office that i used to work at had a lobby where they would close off the p.o box section so you couldn't get to like the counters but you could get to the self-service machine and you could get to the p.o boxes no even i mean there's off hours. small little dinky thing no there's like it's all one room like our post office you walk in the counters directly to the left and you walk straight through there's just a one big rectangular room full of p.o boxes i think that's out of the ordinary yeah honestly like could be it's the first even time my I post office that even my post office that's old I know we have four doors coming in. We have the main door, and then that splits off into two. One door goes off to the P.O. box area. The other door goes over to the um, counter, the service counter. Yeah. And then there's another door that co- connects the P.O. box area to the service counter. So it's like a little circle with a wall in the middle that allows people to access the P.O. boxes even when the counter's closed. Yeah. I mean, we could still could, and maybe I just got a weird time where I mean, I only went once, but the door but, was like locked. And I couldn't get no, in. I do, I do agree with that. Although, uh, it, with your general premise that they should be open, sometimes it's hard for me to get to the post office. Yeah, because I work for the post office. Like yeah. I'm there before the counter opens, and I leave after the counter closes. A lot of times. Well, and then so do most people that work. Yeah, I know. Like, so at the and it's like you could say like, well, that's going to cause more hours. That's not, like, then you have to get create more jobs and get more people. Like, if you have, but like, it should at least be open till seven. Yeah. So that like you have time because that's when yep. like the third shift starts. Or yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Third shift start at seven. Like I I I have this qualm particularly. With hobby shops, because there's no reason that they need to keep those hours. I mean, I have that problem so, with like 
everywhere, especially where yeah, we are I know. in Utica. Like food places, everything closes at eight thirty or nine o'clock. Yeah, and I'm like, that's wild. Why? It was like when we were doing the pizza place. Like, no. they were gonna try it, but they didn't stick to it. They gave it like three weeks, and they're like, "We're not getting the business." Like, we're <laughs> in a college town. I yeah, mean, right. As much as we don't want to think about it, like Utica people come from the city, from all over the place to go to Utica College. Same mm-hmm. thing for MB because MB has the baseball team and soccer team same thing for Herkimer. like utica has a huge draw that's why half yep. of the side roads down behind utica college are all houses that people are renting to college students so like staying open till 11 30 or midnight even if you're only open for like no dine-in makes yeah. sense like obviously you're three weeks in you're not gonna make enough money because not enough people know you're open you gotta give people time to figure it out yeah like yeah you just they're just they didn't give it long enough and i'm like you yep. get something that's open like that and the kids yep. finally do it. It's like, I can only imagine, like, think about this. And granted, obviously, the first time I went to it was in a huge city, but Insomnia Cookies. It, it built off the literally the concept of being open late night for college kids to just order cookies yeah. and milk. And I mean, we, we knew we knew the places that were open late when I went to Buffalo. We had Zubies. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was that. Zonies. They they specialized in calzones. Yeah, I mean people are and just, they were open till like four. Well, that was my favorite thing. Like in North Carolina, cookout was open till two a.m. Yeah. on normal, on like normal nights. Friday, Saturday, open till four. Yeah, like it's big. It's huge. Like if I'm out having a good time with friends, even if I'm not drinking, like say I'm just hanging out with some buddies and. We're hanging out till two in the morning, and then I'm going home, and I'm like, man, I'm hungry. My only options are McDonald's or Taco Bell. Yep, fourth meal. Yeah. But yeah, I get that. Um, all right. So we just cracked the two hour record time. Well, I believe that that's a good time to get a little, <laughs> get a little you got a little quick. You got a day. bow to tie on it, or or you want to bring up any last things to, to lead us out? No, uh good. I mean I think uh, it'd be interesting if we get people to leave some of their thoughts on either our social media or sending it into us in our email of how they feel about um, I would the love to mar- see that marijuana industry. I think that would be cool. That was kind of my point of this picking this and like kind of leaving it open but just kind of have a free flowing discussion and not have anything real specific. Yeah. Um, Tell us some whack shit that we said. Yeah. If you agree with things not, we said, if you didn't agree or not uh, no damn scholars. So uh, we want to hear from people who are listening. Yeah. And with <laughs> that, we bid you farewell. We bid you farewell. Thank you and congratulations for making it to the end of this episode of Quirt on the Street. We have been your hosts, Vince and Josh. You can find us on our socials. You can find us on Twitter at Quirt on the Street, Q-U-O-R-D on the S-T. If you're listening to us on YouTube uh, slash Quirt on the Street, go ahead, like, subscribe, and comment. And wherever you're listening to us, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you can leave a review, please leave us a review. If you tell us what we can do worse, I promise I will read it on the podcast unless it's just too mean. If you have any need to contact us in a longer format, you can email us at quirtonthestreet at gmail.com. Or you can visit us on our website, courtonthestreet.xyz. Feel free to leave us a voice message on there. If you want to reach out to us individually, you can get a hold of us at our personal Twitters. Mine is at I'm Scuzzy, I-M-S-K-U-Z-Z-E-Y. And I am at V underscore C, spell out the underscore. 
uh, we would finally like to acknowledge the people that made this podcast happen. Uh, Josh Wardle, who is the original creator of Wordle. And Freddie Meyer, the creator of Portal, who you can find on Twitter, at Portal. And with that, we will just ask you, as always, to get the court out. out.